All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Academy Arguments. I'm Andrew. And I'm Brittany. And we are welcomed into this episode with our good friend, Kaylee Jensen. Hi, Kaylee. Hello, hello. How are you? Hey, Kaylee. Thanks for joining us. Uh, and before we, we dive in here, uh, do you mind just giving our uh, audience just a, a quick bio of who you are and what you do? Well, that's a tricky question. But to make it easy and simple, um, by day I substitute teach and by night I am producing podcasts and short films. So yeah, if you guys want to see what podcast she does, stick around. She will plug them at the end. But for now, yes. let's dive into the spooky mind of Jordan Peele. For this episode, we are going to be talking about Jordan Peele's directorial debut, the 2017 film Get Out. Yes. As always, guys, before we, we dive into a general discussion about the film, first things first, we all share our, our first reactions about what we thought the film was before seeing the film. Kaylee, do you, do you want to lead things off here? What were your expectations for the film before going in to see it, or in your case, maybe even re-seeing it? It definitely is one of those films where seeing the trailers, I was like, how the heck did Jordan Peele do this? Because, you know, he's known for comedy. Yeah. But I, the trailers really got me going. Like, I was like, I'm prepared for this to creep me like the heck out. Like, I am ready to just be spooked. And uh, I would say it delivered for sure. (laughs) And really quick, just on the rewatch, it's the same thing where you think you remember it and then you're like, uh, nope, (laughs) there there it is. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I I had a very similar reaction, especially because the last thing that I saw that like Jordan Peele was this involved in was Keanu. The film that he did, you know, with, with, with the uh, cat. uh, Yeah, with the cat. And so like, (laughs) when I saw that he was doing a horror film, I was excited, but I was scared. Because, like, I right. I adore Jordan Peele, like, as a comedian. I think that his comic timing, I mean, everything is just phenomenal. But I was so nervous about, like, is this really going to translate well into Jordan Peele horror film writer and film director? So, honestly, like, I really didn't see much outside of the one trailer before going in to see the film. But I remember that that first time, there was definitely that doubt that could this translation work or is it going to blow up in, in Jordan's face? So this was the first time I saw this movie. Oh, yeah. that's oh, awesome. Snap. <laughs> so oh, let me explain snap. something. I do not enjoy being scared. I don't like haunted houses. I don't like scary movies. I don't like gory movies. I don't like thrillers. I don't even like it when a sitcom decides, you know, we're going to be a little scary for this Halloween episode. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't okay. like being scared. So I knew... That I was not going to watch Get Out when it came out. I'm like, I no, I see this trailer. It's already frightening me. I'm not going to watch this. I mean, everyone was telling me like, oh, it's not really a scary movie. It's a thriller. So that means it's not really scary. Those people are liars. They're liars. <laughs> if something is a thriller, that means that you are going to be scared. Jump scares are a real thing in thrillers. Oh. But that being said, I did understand like there was all this stuff going on about how it's a really important movie and it has all of these other stuff about racial biases in it and because of that I did want to know what it was about so when it came out I looked up the entire plot on Wikipedia so I knew everything about this movie interesting even though I have never seen it I finished this movie seven minutes before we got on this call guys okay so your, your thoughts are very fresh Awesome. 
so have you have you even had time to process it no and i watched it with a very good friend of mine my friend andrew you know her my friend lexi mm-hmm. she was in town so we socially distanced sat in my garage and watched it on my laptop like two crazy people so i wrote down some of her thoughts throughout the movie as well which i will be bringing in as love so. it <laughs> good so yeah those are it. my before thoughts awesome All right, Brittany, take it away and let us know what this film took the gold in. Yes, this was the 90th Academy Awards. It was nominated for four awards. It won one of them. It won Best Original Screenplay. That was Jordan Peele. It was also nominated for Best Picture. It lost to Shape of Water. Best Director also lost to Shape of Water. And Daniel Kaluuya was nominated for Best Actor. He lost to Gary Oldman in The Darkest Hour. Yeah. So, yeah. I did see Shape of Water that year. It's a yeah, weird I saw film. I saw Shape of Water too. It is uh, a very, very weird film. Oh, Good film. But, I love Shape of Water. But <laughs> yeah, that's why when 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 this movie lost to that, I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even fight like, I get it. it. Okay. You were just you were just like, I understand this and I accept this. I mean, yeah. what are the options here? White people possessing black people or sex with a fish? Hard toss up there. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Um, while we all just mull on that question, let's dive into let's dive into the film. You know, let let's uh, get into all the. Did they ever the, explain how she had sex with the fish? Oh my god! <laughs> I think there, there is like a, somewhere. Yeah, we're like kind a of pocket, like right. Yep. <laughs> Brittany, Brittany, when we eventually get to the Shape of Water episode, we can dive further into this question. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be thinking about it the whole episode we're doing right now. So fair, 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 fair is fair. All right. So, I mean, we can kind of just dive right into the best original screenplay. I think that was the one award this this film took the golden. I just freaking love how this is constructed. Like, I remember when I first saw this film, I saw it with my twin brother and then, you know, everyone else that was that we were seeing it with they were white and i remember after the film ended they were all super uncomfortable it was a really interesting conversation afterwards where they were talking about how the way that the story happened the way the story was constructed it threw them into the perspective of being a marginalized person and i mean it i i felt bad that i made them uncomfortable but at the same time i was just kind of like yes like feel this like take this feeling and understand, like, this is how minorities feel every single day. It's really interesting that we chose this, or rather that Kaylee chose this film, not even days after two incidences happened involving African Americans. And I, I think, for me at least, you know, seeing the film again through that lens, it really, like, emphasized even more why I love this screenplay. Because it just takes social concepts and it infuses it with the thriller and it it makes a really phenomenal point using horror which i mean it has been done before but like seeing it brought back in this context was really invigorating and as you know the incidences of this past week show it's it's eternally relevant uh i thought it was a good original screenplay overall i mm-hmm. i thought it actually w- was pretty smart in the fact that it didn't fall into a lot of typical horror tropes Mm -hmm. until the end 
that's when I started to notice a bunch of tropes where I'm like, this is dumb. What are you doing? Why are you doing that? Like when he goes back and picks up Georgina, I'm like, that's so fucking dumb, dude. You already know that she's been possessed by like the grandmother. Why would you do that? What are you doing? And then when Rod, shout out to Rod, dude. I love him. Um, Yes. When Rod comes and rescues him at the very end, they Mm -hmm. just sit in the car. And yeah. talk. They don't drive away or run away, even though Rose is still alive. She was reaching for the gun before. What are you doing? What are you doing, people? Also, the Game of Thrones moment where they were shoving his hands in his eyes. I'm like, this is where everything is lost. It. What is going on? I don't <laughs> like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So, yes, those are my um, very intelligent thoughts. Well, I just, to go off of what you just said about that last scene, um, mm-hmm. so I own the DVD because, again, I love this movie, and I watched the altern- like the, the alternative ending Oh yeah, with the commentary. Oh, I and didn't it's, know there was one. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it has the actual police showing up. So it's not oh, Rod coming to okay. save the day, it's the actual police. Mm-hmm. So I think... That is also interesting, you know, because like I said, it's it's so satisfying when it's Rod at the end. Like, you're like, yes, okay, great. Yeah. But then seeing the other ending with Jordan Peele talking about why they decided not to go with it is, if you get the opportunity, I recommend it. Like, I won't do it justice just talking about it now. That ending, yeah, it, it, it hits. It hits differently. You know, I think this movie is very clever for most of it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies where each time I rewatch it, I pick up on something else. Yeah, same. He is like king of those runners throughout the movie mm-hmm. and the subtle hints. Like I said, each time I watch it, there's something else I pick up on that I did not realize in the previous viewing. Yeah. And so I like I have more of a horror background. So like Brittany, when you had mentioned the tropes, like, you know, like I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. By the end of the movie, that's it just kind of goes. But building up to that. It's very clever. It's very, it's not like anything I'd seen recently. And that's why I really enjoyed it. And that's why it, it's, it sits with you way long after you watch it. You know, even yeah. tying back to what you had said, Andrew, about the, you know, the whole racial part of it. It is very, yeah. and it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. I'm glad that your friends were uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's why it's so important. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it wasn't a, I wasn't like, uncom- I wasn't mad. I was uncomfortable. I was like, this, I'm supposed to be, and this is important. Mm-hmm. And everyone needs to see it. So you're, you're a, big horror genre fan so i was wondering when you first saw the movie did you see the twist at the end of them it's them possessing the bodies of these people coming no because because i saw it coming but i knew the plot right a lot of stuff was really obvious to me yeah well because because you said you read through the plot first right yeah so when i watched it i was like oh yeah this is kind of obvious that this is what they're gonna do so i'm not really yeah, no, it was, I probably, I figured it out probably when you hit that, like, you're past the midpoint, kind of getting towards that, like, dark moment. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, and then going into where it all just hits the fan. But, you know, it was, it was satisfying to try to, it was, it was satisfying trying to figure it out. And then the reveal, I was like, oh, oh, now I'm really uncomfortable because that's just another level of screwed up. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and just another question that, that I have. I feel like we're have this going to be like Q&A with Kaylee just because she has it. all this like horror movie <laughs> knowledge. 
But like, I, Welcome I, I know back, like a lot of people. Welcome back, everyone, to Q&A with Kaylee, where we ask Kaylee <laughs> all of our annoying questions because we don't understand the horror genre. Welcome um, back, Kaylee. Me... <laughs> yeah. say, they are never annoying. I as And you have to think that as a teacher and me, when I have a student say, I have a dumb question. I go, there is no such thing. Are pineapples nudist? Yeah. They only wear, the, they only, they only wear their hats. You've heard it here <laughs> first, folks. Pineapples are nudists. Um, it's funny because I just bought a pineapple today. That's why I was like, yes. Um, no, th- really, really quick sidebar. But the dumbest question I've ever been asked was I had a student ask me what a 30 minute walk was. I'm really upset I didn't I come love up that. with that. I love that. I was, I was, I was subbing PE. That's why. Ah. <laughs> and it was during this time. So doing e-learning PE is a little oh. tricky. Oh, yeah. But she was a high schooler, so name drop. Tell us her name on no, this podcast. No, no, no. no, it was. She was super sweet. It was just, just really tell funny. Us your, just tell us her name, her address, her phone number, and all of her Instagram handles. And social security number while you're at it. Of course, no, of course. and social security course. number. All right, all right. Re- reeling it, reeling it back. Yes. Sorry. So, no, you're good. So uh, a lot of people um, have. You, you still know, remember your question? Yes, I do. I actually wrote it down because I knew I would forget it. My question was, so a, a lot of people, you know, have made the connection that uh, Get Out takes a lot from the Stepford Wives. But as as you were seeing this film, were there any other like major horror movie influences that you saw on this film as well? Wow, that is that is a great question. It's funny you mentioned the Stepford Wives, though, because like I've also read the book. Like I read the book recently, so I definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's very clear. I mean, it also kind of has like Night of the Living Dead vibes, because I mean, you have to look at they're not there. They are mm-hmm. there. Somebody else is in their body. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's. I mean, and that makes me think of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Like, there's a lot of moments with it. I just it's. This it's so hard because this movie is so it's in its a class of its own. Yeah, I will say it now and I will say it forever. I think Jordan Peele is a genius when it comes to this. I felt the same way with us. It is just very much. I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah, never seen it. <laughs> I've explained why already. Yeah. Oh sure. Oh no no for sure. And I like got I said, it's- angry every time I was scared in this movie. Like <laughs> genuinely angry. Well, and it's 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 going off of that though like i'm i'm a very anxious person so watching horror gives me a reason to feel anxious so it makes the regular life anxiety mm-hmm. su- is subdued for a little bit so it's a nice escape because it's oh my anxiety it has an extra reason because i'm actually scared but yeah no i think with get out it definitely like he pulls from it a lot and a, a lot of different things mm-hmm. especially knowing that he's done have you guys watched any of the twilight zone that he's done yep no yeah, I've, so I I've explained why. <laughs> okay, Twilight Zone is not that's not really scary. That's more you of know, a like That's what people told me about this movie. Okay. It's not really scary. You're talking to somebody who like does horror. Like, yeah, no, like No, I don't trust anyone who likes horror when they say things aren't really scary because they lie. They lie to you. I'm such a coward. It will always be scary. Did you watch Black Mirror? Because they want you to watch it. No, I haven't watched Black Mirror. Okay, well, as I say, it's kind of comparable to Black Mirror. But if you don't watch, if you haven't watched that, yeah, then yeah, Black Mirror is actually how I got introduced to Daniel Kaluuya. Okay, yes, yeah, Black Mirror. He was, I think, in the second. Yeah, it was the second episode. Yep. Yeah, 
Fun I, fact. I mean, for you. I it's not gonna it's not gonna mean anything to me. I haven't watched. <laughs> Speaking of like mistaken actors' identity, so when this I swear to God, when this movie started, I was looking at the girl who plays Rose, and I'm yes. like, I was convinced that that was the girl from Fifty Shades of Grey. Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. I really thought it was, and while I was watching it, I still kind of thought it was her. And then Lexi pointed out, like, no, that's that's not her. Nope, <laughs> that's not her at all. Yeah, no, um, she's in Girls. Yep. Oh right, yeah. But yeah, I did love all of the traditionally comedic actors that they had in in this film like bradley whitford Catherine keener and i remember i saw this interview around the time that get out came out and jordan peele explained how comedy and horror are very similar in the fact that there's a setup and there's a payoff and i i think it was really genius of him to take these actors who do comedy and throw them into these moments and they were they were a lot scarier than I thought they were going to be. Like I remember the the scene when Bradley when Bradley Whitford's by the when Bradley Whitford's by the fire, and he's giving this this whole speech before the whole family turns on Dan Kaluuya's character, and like Bradley Whitford was menacing, like just yeah, yeah. truly frightening. Though I have to say, the the actor who played Hudson, the blind guy. Like, mm. I knew he was evil immediately because he oh, yeah. always plays serial killers. <laughs> like, on all the TV shows, he plays serial killers. I'm like, well, he's not good. So <laughs> wouldn't it have been he's satisfying, though, evil. if he was a good guy? Maybe. But he wasn't. I don't know. He wasn't. It's a good point you bring that up, but I also think that's extra, like, rewarding, seeing that he was already kind of being like, oh, hey, I'm, a, I'm coming from comedy. I'm going to do this horror movie. And people were already kind of against, like, you know, like, not against it, but kind of really doubting him. Mm-hmm. So then to cast these other c- people with comedic backgrounds, it's also like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? But that payoff. Yeah. I mean, that's why comedy is so hard, because when you're being comedic, your character is being 100% serious. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, and that's a really hard thing to wrap your head around. So I, I understand why that would translate into horror pretty well. Yeah. But. I still didn't like it. That moment when um, I still want to say Dakota Johnson. <laughs> Allison Williams. When Allison Williams is when she's on the phone with Rod and her face mm-hmm. is just creepily yeah. blank. I was yeah. I, I watched it for like 30 seconds and then I'm like, I, I'm closing my eyes now. I don't like this. <laughs> what I didn't like was what made, was when it was really uncomfortable was when they already think like she thinks that, you know, Chris is like gone and she's like shopping for her next significant Ooh, yeah. other i was like oh mm-hmm. that was not... gross no no thank you yeah oh my god that was creepy and then she, she typed like, like nba players and yeah. it was just like oh my god i think she was getting cocky she she she's pulled it off so many times that was another <laughs> thing that baffled me like okay so they were living together and they had a dog but they'd only been dating for five months You'd be surprised. But they were living together and they had a dog? you got to learn some things about a person before you move in and get a dog with them. <laughs> so so suddenly this is Chris's fault now? I mean, no. Of course it's not Chris's fault. Chris was the victim. But people, you need to check these things when you're getting into a serious relationship before you make a commitment to live with someone and adopt a dog with them. 
ask them, are you a racist serial killer? Will your parents try to sell me to someone so that they can possess my body? That's a well, good fifth date question, you know? Well, and you know, it's also like, okay, five months in, like you said, you're ready to go meet the whole family at a huge party. Mm-hmm. Would she? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The last guy I dated, he didn't come around. He didn't meet extended family until like over a year. Like, I mean, Rod was right. You don't meet the parents that soon. Rod was no. right in this movie, guys. Like constantly. Though I have to say, there was that bit with Rod at the police station. I'm like, you know, I was really rooting for him this whole movie because I'm like, okay, he actually is right here. He's saying that he shouldn't have gone there. He's saying all this stuff about people getting abducted. He understands what's going on. He's not being fooled by Rose. But then he goes to the police and tells them the story. Rod, what are you doing, man? Did you not say the story out loud before you came? You said it twice. <laughs> Come on, dude. Oh my god. I have to kind of call out like the whole deer runner. Mm-hmm. It's just it's so relevant the whole time because it starts with him with you know with them hitting the deer. There's so many ways to kind of dissect that if you really want to like for what that yeah. for what that could mean. BuzzFeed actually did a really cool article about like it's like 20 I think it's 27 things like in get out you might have missed. Oh, I think I read that. Yeah, and it's just I I love I love that stuff. I love just kind of going in and Getting a someone else's perspective as well, because you know that's why we're here, right? True debt. That's true what debt. the show's all about. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, Andrew, why didn't we think of that? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I love runners in movies, especially when they're pulled off, because it's a good callback to something earlier. You know, like essentially, if you look at it, if Rose didn't put up such a fight about the ID. That cop could have been like, oh, yeah, I saw that guy going this way. I, you know, I checked his ID, you know, and in the mm-hmm. moment it's it's portrayed as, oh, well, you're racially profiling him. That's why you want his ID. And like, he's like, oh, my girl's standing up for me. But really, she's just trying to cover her own butt and be like, yeah, no, yeah. I don't want anyone knowing where you are. But w- what did the deer have to do? Because I, I do remember that mm-hmm. in the BuzzFeed article, but I don't remember anything about the deer in particular. Other um, than, I mean, they, I know they hit the deer, but like... Right. Well, and then the antlers come into play later. Yeah. But like, is that it? There is... So in the trailer, this made me... This is the one thing. This is one gripe I have with this movie. In the trailer, there's a thing with a deer in the trailer that is nowhere in the movie. Mm-hmm. So oh, I think really? so there is something that has another level to it that is on the cutting room floor. Oh, so the okay. fact, you know, so for you saying like, oh, hey, like, I don't totally get it. I think that's because part of it's on the cutting room floor and like just didn't make the final cut. Mm-hmm. Oh, plot hole, people. I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> So can I read off some of the stuff? Because I I knew what the movie was, but my friend Lexi that I watched it with, she had never seen it before. All yes. she said was she's like, I know that the parents are actually racist. Oh, so we have that scene at the beginning where the guy gets abducted, but then we have the opening titles mm-hmm. where I wrote down, I don't like the happy music. I don't like all the chanting either. And then Lexi <laughs> said, creepy forest, check. Creepy <laughs> chanting, check. Cheeky meets Later on, when uh, Allison Williams get introduced, her uh, response to that character was, wow, she rocks those bangs. Which, you know, not every girl can pull off. True. 
the Obama thing, Lexi goes, I'm cringing. <laughs> when the brother gets introduced, Lexi goes, that's a porno mustache. Facts. <laughs> facts, though. Which facts. Is- <laughs> At one point, like after, oh, he goes outside at one point to smoke the cigarette. Lexi, why did he go outside at, at night? Terrible idea. Which, yeah, terrible idea. Also, right before that happens, they wake up and it seems like they had sex. This is my thought. Did they have sex in her parents' house? Is that a thing? I mean, I've never been in a relationship where I've been put in that situation. Is that a thing people do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I'm going to quote Lexi here, nothing about that really screams sexy. I could be wrong. No, I think um, usually in my head, it's more of circumstance, not so much like, mm, I'm really turned on. I think it's more like, well, mm-hmm. is it the forbidden thing? Is it that like you could almost get caught? I think so. Yeah, I think okay. that, that has part of part of something to do with it. Yeah. All right. I've kind of come around on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I shouldn't say that. My parents, no, they don't. They don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> Watch this be the one episode they listen to, and then it's just like, ah, oh, shit. My mom has straight up said, I don't listen to your podcast. But you know what they do? Because they want to get us views. <laughs> what do they do? They, like, <laughs> they just swipe to the end so that it seems like hey, they listen to it. It counts. According to our stats. It, it counts. It counts. It helps. It counts. So, people, if you don't want to listen to our podcast... Give us the stats anyway. Just swipe to the end. You don't have to hear a thing we say. Just help us out. Be a good friend. There you go. Now, uh, one, one, one question I do have for, for everyone is what moment in this just, it was like the moment that sticks with you. Ooh, oh, Kaylee. Kaylee, already got one. <laughs> um, Raising your hand. What, when he is in the chair downstairs and they have like the video playing. Mm-hmm. And he oh, literally God. in the torture basement. And he like picks the cotton. That's one of the facts. Is that you know? And guys, but he. I wish you could see Andrew's <laughs> face right now. I just it's put like that he's together. An epiphany. Um, but... I just put that together. <laughs> no, actually, I put it together for you. <laughs> yeah, you didn't do anything, Andrew. <laughs> oh. Sorry, Kaylee, please continue. But so when it's revealed that he like pulls him out and he's like not in this hypnosis, like that to mm-hmm. me was like, whoa, especially seeing in the earlier scene with the, with the teacup with that, where he mm-hmm. does get that hypnosis where it's like, oh, we're going to cure your smoking problem. <laughs> Just kidding. We're going to get you to the, to the place. place. Sunken yeah. place. Sunken place. I mean, I had a lot. Any jump scare freaks me out i don't like it i scream when they happen i genuinely scream and i close my eyes and i don't open them for another minute just in case and i can always tell when they're gonna happen you know that music has it shift and oh, it just yeah. keeps building and building and building and i'm just like i don't like those strings just go close my eyes i don't want it i don't want it i don't like it i'm not a jump scare fan i think they're cheap i also jump i mean i hence jump scare but i definitely that's when i react the most i think Sorry, I just re- found what I wrote w- during that moment. You're talking about in the chair where he's sinking yeah. down to the sunken place. I'm like, red flags everywhere. Why with the floor? I don't like this. So I found the BuzzFeed article just um, for a quick reference. But just because there is a couple of things about the deer that I just wanted to tie in just because we were kind of had that question. 
Mm-hmm. So quoting directly from the BuzzFeed article, it says, after Rose and Chris hit the deer, Chris goes after to see if it's okay. Two things are happening here. One, it's the first introduction to the hit and run theme. And two, mm. Chris shows empathy Rose does not. And then the second thing is that Dean, so the dad, has a lot to say about how when he was little, he cares for deers and bucks, quote unquote, Black Buck was a racist slur in post-Reconstruction America for black men who refused to bow to white authority. Interesting. It's like when they first get to the house. And then the next line is, um, and fittingly, he's killed with the symbol of his own racism when Chris impales Dean with the antler of the mounted buck. There were like a lot of moments where I felt like they're laying it on pretty thick here, aren't they? With their overcompensation and stuff. But that, but again, I I knew what was going to happen, so it was a little more obvious to me. Mm-hmm. Lexi didn't. Lexi at many points said, like, they're all hypnotized. Everyone there is hypnotized. No, only the black people are hypnotized. They're hypnotized. I figured it out. And then, you know, she was quite shocked when the possession thing came up. There was... <laughs> Lexi, I'm so sorry for calling you out, but this was really funny. So you know that moment where it's revealed that Rose is in on it, too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where we see all those pictures of all the other black people she's been with, including Georgina and Walter. Yep. Mm -hmm. So after that moment, Lexi turns to me, and I'm like, oh, okay, she gets it. And she's like, do you think Rose is in on it, too? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. I love you so much, Lexi. I'm not trying to roast you. I just genuinely think that was No, funny. that is so sweet. I, I I love that. Like, oh. I think it's because Rose is like, credit to the actor, because Rose is like a, a likable character up until that point. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's a ruse and it's a lie and she's a terrible person. But yeah, yeah. that is that's why that that twist is so satisfying because you're on her side and then you see that it's and it's a it's a quick switch. Like you feel that and you're like, oh, this person that I've cared about this entire movie, I now hate. Another thing is they kind of play into the whole like, oh no, you're you're fine. Like he knows something's up, and they're just saying like, oh, you're just you're in somewhere new. Mm. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Especially oh, when that... when she's like, I'm trying to find the keys. I'm like, mm. oh, oh no. liar. You're not trying no. to find any keys. Yeah. Yeah. Like especially in that one, I was like, nope. She bad. She bad. She evil. She evil. And yeah, that that's what sealed the deal for me there. For me, probably the most unsettling moment of this whole film was when the housekeeper Georgina was talking. Georgina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, she's like trying to concoct really a like story for like unplugging the phone from the outlet. And as she's smiling, you see her like laughing, and then you see the single tear just <laughs> oh, fall. I just got chills. I wish she could have gotten some sort of recognition for that, because that, I I can't imagine the kind of headspace you'd have to be in to pull off a scene like that. Well, Andrew, as I've said many times, these awards mean nothing. <laughs> I genuinely felt like Us got ripped when it didn't. Oh. Because Lupita yeah. just blew, oh, she should have won everything oh. for that. Oh, Lupita Nyong, oh my God. <laughs> Lupita Nyong no, killed it in, in Us. Yeah. But, but but yeah, especially in in this scene in in Get Out, I was just I had to shuffle around in my seat both times that I saw this movie, and it's weird because like you know being a filmmaker, it's like you see films and critique films at the same time, you know. Bingo. While I was being creeped out by this, I was like, damn, she's a great actress. It was just like this this dual reaction of sorts. But yeah, that is like the one scene that like it just pops into my head 
whenever I hear the the words get out. Speaking of bingo, that scene. So What a segue. What, well, <laughs> <laughs> so obviously they were selling him. Right. Mm-hmm. Awful. They, like slave auction. That's the second you know what's genuinely going on. But no, it's it's very uncomfortable, and it's like you know, Rose pulls him away, and they're having a chat by the water, and it's lovely. But then it's just like, oh, by the way, um, we're selling you, we're selling your body. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have something about the torture basement. <laughs> there are a couple things I noticed about the torture right. basement that I just feel need to be addressed. First, was there a foosball table down there? It looked like there was a foosball table in their torture basement. Wouldn't surprise me. They're white people. That is a very white person thing to have in your basement. I don't have a foosball table, but I definitely had a hockey table we in We had my a basement. foosball table, I think, at some point. We actually have a foosball table okay. right outside. <laughs> but, like, in your torture basement? What? Okay. And the other thing was the video. The cheesy, like orientation video that they made that the mm-hmm. grandfather made with all of his family coming out at the one at the end why did they make that what purpose sure i i get why the old guy talked to him because he mm-hmm. said it's easier if you it makes the procedure goes better if you understand what's going on okay logical sense but why the video why make a video for your victims like that what purpose was that video? i think it's just part of the mind game because they want to show off before it goes down. They want to say, we outsmarted you. It's the head game. It's trying to be like, we beat you. And now you get to be a part of it forever. It's screwed up on another level because they're not gone. No. They're still in their own body. But they are just the moment with, I cannot, his name is escaping me. The one who tells him to get out when he does the flash on the camera. Well, his name, his real name's Andre, yeah. mm-hmm. but he's going by Logan There we go. Mm-hmm. But- like that moment is so it, that that is a moment where you jump because he is like he says it quietly he's like get out and then they're like what what did you say to me and then he loses it and then they're like oh we got to go get him mm-hmm. back in that place we need to go put him back in his place i'm doing aggressive air quotes here literally back, back in, in his, his place, place. Yeah. very aggressive air quotes here but that's kind of what they're doing is they go because like oh he just needed to lay down no mm-hmm can I read you one more yes, thing? Yes, please. This was also... Go for so it. So Lexi's, Lexi's opinions on Rose have just been great, so I feel like I should read you the last please. one. Her last opinion of her was towards the end when she's doing her search yeah. for like mm-hmm. a new victim. Lexi goes, anyone who drinks milk with a straw is a fucking weirdo. <laughs> I added the fucking. My, my bad. Yeah. I made it a little more no. aggressive. She just said weirdo. The um, whole scene is weird. Who yeah. eats cereal like that? Yeah, the way that she separates the colors from the white. I know, that's like... so gross. Oh yeah, she's just sipping it with a and straw. And then like, but mm-hmm. yeah, no. A straw, like a psychopath. And let me tell you, listeners, if you drink milk with a straw, you have a problem. You have a serious uh, you problem. You do not have a problem. You... I wish, this I know. Andrew. No, Andrew, don't defend them. Don't defend them. They know that it's wrong. They know it. And they do it I anyway. just wish that they could Brittany's see. I, do not reflect mine. I just wish they could see your reaction like you just did because that was so serious and I was, I was here for it. I'm an actor. <laughs> oh, I loved the hair flip. Um, Andrew, but you, like you were saying, that is another moment where it's showing that kind of racial layers mm-hmm. to it where, you know, she's eating Fruit Loops and it's in a bowl separate from the white glass of milk 
So again, I yeah. mean, there's definitely, you know, there are definitely things in this movie where the racism is very in your face. Then there's oh, yeah. definitely those more like subtle things to it as well. You know, like I said, like the whole black buck thing. Like I didn't know that until I read that article. This movie is just so imp- it's, it's just so powerful because it's 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 a movie where like my brother and I are the only ones who do like horror in this house. Like my parents, no way. My dad took a mm-hmm. girl on a date to see the first Halloween and he like didn't sleep for three days. Like it just he, it's not his thing. I get you. I get you, sir. <laughs> but I got my mom to watch Get Out, and she's like, that was really creepy. But it was like, but she still understood the importance of it. I mean, I understand the importance of it. That doesn't mean, like, I like getting no. scared. I hate getting scared. I will never watch this movie again. <laughs> Ever. Aren't you glad that I picked this one and, like, not The Exorcist? The Exorcist did <laughs> Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Yes, yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> Thank you, Kaylee, for giving me the next suggestion for our next episode. <laughs> we'll get into why, you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a horror fan, and I, I debated also Silence of the Lambs, <laughs> but I wanted to go with Get Out because I felt it was a happy kind of medium. But here, Brittany, I'm glad you watched it, though, and didn't just read it. Like, I, I think one viewing is enough. Like, if you're not, yeah. if you're, this isn't your genre, I still think everyone should watch it at least once. At least yeah. once, just to understand. Maybe you're going to understand the hype of it. Maybe you're going to get a deeper meaning out of it. But I just think that for this to be a, his debut horror mm-hmm. and it gets nominated for in four different categories, I think is very telling because horror does not get enough credit in the Academy. One of the other reasons award shows mean nothing. They leave out genres all the time. But that I think so just as somebody who enjoys the horror genre, it was really cool to mm-hmm. have this movie with, you know, everything else yeah. on top of it get the recognition. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. Just one question I, I do have though, and this is a quick sidebar. Having seen Jordan Peele direct Get Out, what horror film property like would you be most curious to see Jordan Peele take on? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So we did which I'll get into later, but one of the other shows that I've done, we like picked mm-hmm. we had to pick like a director and what movie we would want them to like tackle. And I Ooh, had said okay. Jordan Peele, that's why I was so excited. Because I, and what I would say is, I said Rear Window. Okay. All right. What's, it's, what's it's, a, it's an Alfred Hitchcock movie. So mm-hmm. essentially, just so I can fill you in on it, Rear Window is about a man who is a photographer and he breaks his leg and he's like housebound because he can't leave because he broke his leg. So he gets curious and he uses his camera to kind of spy on his neighbors and he witnesses a murder. Okay. And then it just kind of goes in from there. But I think mm-hmm. because Jordan Peele tackles the, because he tackles the racial issues, which I, which is so important. And so relevant, again, like, there's been recent events where it's still it's still important. It's still happening. It's awful. And it's really important to have yeah. it in your face like that. And so to kind of think about him casting, you know, a black lead in that movie, how does he get the police to believe him based on, you know, in the context of the movie, right? And even if you, if it's a female, because I, I get very heated on this as well, because you need to listen to people. If they're coming to you saying something happened, you need, you should take it for face value and be like, yes, let me listen to this. Let me believe you until they're proven wrong. Yeah. Because that's like that's why women don't come forward. So like I said, I think Jordan Peele does such a good job tackling those hard subjects. To have him tackle mm-hmm. a movie like Rear Window, I think would just be phenomenal. Yeah, no, that would be <laughs> I'm so I'm out of cool. breath. I got very best- heated. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Hang on, I, I... people. We now need to take a 40-second pause so Kayla can grab her breath. <laughs> No one speak. No one speak for 40 seconds. But no, I, I, I totally Andrew? agree. Andrew? I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. But, the joke's over. That was funny, though. I liked it. No, but I, I totally agree with you, especially since he's just such a master of, like, perception and yes. controlling how his audience perceives things. I think he could do wonders with that story. Yeah. Now you got me just wanting to start a petition for him to make. make well, I mean, because it's just kind of like remake. you know. I mean, it's just it's 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 just. I I mean, I love Rear Window. It's one of my favorite movies. So, and that's the director I would trust redoing it because yeah. I love how he yeah. tackles the big issues that make white people uncomfortable. Yeah. And as a white person, I think it's important. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to like quickly address before we start to wrap up here? I do want to address like two Hit things it. once torture basement why haven't they updated that tv <laughs> aesthetics man Ex- and then, aesthetics and then Aesthetic. the other thing okay this genuinely i genuinely got angry at this chris's answering machine on his phone is him saying stuff like hey i'm either not here or i don't want to talk to you this man is a freelance photographer <laughs> you can't have that as your voicemail um, what what is he doing? <laughs> what if a gallery calls him? You think they're going to call him back with that as his voicemail? I have, I have a story about voicemails. <laughs> so my voicemail is like, hey, it's Kaylee. You know what to do because you know how to leave a voicemail, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, one time that. I didn't pick up the phone for um, a district that shall not be named. And the sub coordinator left me the nastiest voicemail being like, clearly you don't know what to do. You don't know how to pick up your phone. Or, and I was like. And I was just like, oh, yeah, wow. so I guess, but so that, 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 that's why it made me laugh because it's, and then that made me never want to call them back because I was like, well, that's super unprofessional. I just remember, I don't know who drilled this in my head, but someone drilled it in my head because I'm oh. an actor and like sometimes people who want to cast me in things or want to call me back in things, call me on my phone. They said, in case you don't pick up, have a voicemail that actually sounds professional. Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, Chris, come on, man. It just, it made, it, it irritated me. There you go. There you go. Oh my gosh. I love it. But you know, I just, I think, again, I'm just really going to push that. I think that if you have not seen it, like just watch it once, just watch it once. Like, I mean, it really, I just think it's that important that it's of a movie that it just needs to be watched. And I want you to feel uncomfortable because you should be. Yeah. Sure. I get that. Definitely. I just want to punch the brother in the face, the whole movie. Oh my god, yeah. He's disgusting in this movie, but if you look up a picture of him, my friend my friend Lexi's a very big fan of the X-Men okay. movies, and she was mm. just saying the whole time, like, where do I know him from? Where do I know him from? He's from uh, some of the original, one of the original X-Men movies. I can't remember I which was, one. He plays mm-hmm. I was waiting for you to be like, um, he's, but he's not an X-Men, but, um, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm just bringing this up. My friend Lexi, she's a fan of the X-Men movies. Right. That's all I wanted to say. Um, there you go. But no, he's in one of them. He plays the character yeah. Banshee. And like Lexi was like, oh, that's where I know him from. So I looked him up. And he's He is a good looking dude. For sure. But like in this movie, and you know, props to whoever did his makeup hair. And, and props to him too for putting on that demeanor. Straight up slime ball. Straight up slime ball. But yeah, no, he does... He's got that porn star mustache. It's not great. No. Yeah, I I thought I thought he was taken care of when he got beaten with that ball. But yeah, and then he comes back, and that's when the movie turns into a slasher film with the knife through the hand. Why? Why? <laughs> if you have nightmares because of this, you can call me tomorrow and yell at me. It's fine. <laughs> Like, I remember watching that movie for the first time and seeing the knife go through the hand. I remember I physically went, whoa! Like, it was just uh, like... 
I it's hate that, that that kind of things where you like it goes through things and then like but also like <laughs> when it when a character like rolls their ankle like and sprains it like that just gives me full body like oh no thank you because I, i've done Ooh, i've done yeah. that so many times that i like i feel it in my body but i i'm so thankful for rod in this movie he is the he yeah, is Rod's the comedic the relief that is needed to alleviate some of those high tension moments. But he's also smart. Oh yeah, he figures all this shit out. Like the second he calls Rosie, he's like, "That that bitch is lying. That bitch is lying. Mm-hmm. I got that TSI." And- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got that TSA. Oh, I love it. But I mean, it's just. It's, I'm like, oh, yeah, I believe you. So Rod. good, and that's like, and it's satisfying because you're having Chris's yeah, like, confident yeah, confident sidekick. It's really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, and it's. And he's in his corner the whole time. Even if he sounds bananas telling this cop the situation, he's still still there for his person. Yeah. Even he's watching the yeah. dog. Oh, such a good guy. Like, Rod. He's sending them dog pictures. <laughs> That's such a good friend. That's how you house That's it. That's a good friend. The real moral of this movie, everybody needs a Rod in their life. Yes. Yeah, everyone needs a Rod. You need someone who will pull up in a TSA car to save you from your girlfriend's insanely racist, awful, terrible, body-possessing family. T.S. motherfucking A. Uh, but then they just sit in the car and they don't drive away. That... Come on, Rod. You were Shock. so smart. Shock! Why... But you still drive. You're not out of the situation yet. <laughs> they had to breathe, okay? Just like you know, I need the. I needed those. You, dri- you can breathe while you're driving. I needed away. From I needed this area. those forty seconds to catch my breath. They needed their like thirty to like be like, thanks for saving my life, dude. And they're like, you got it, bro. And they're like, oh shit, we're not out of here yet. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. Let's All let's right. move into our final thoughts. So we'll just yes. do our quick final thoughts of the movie and whether or not we would recommend people seeing this uh kaylee our guest we're gonna start with you so i've said it like three times but i'm just gonna continue screaming it i recommend this every thousand times over i think it's a very important film i think it is something that everybody should watch at least once even if horror is not your genre because again it makes you uncomfortable in the way it should it's so beautifully done i think jordan peele is a master i think he knows exactly what he's doing i'm excited to see what else comes out of monkey paw productions like he's he's got it oh and i guess if, if we're gonna piggyback and also see us because but i mean that's way scarier than this one so Brittany, do not see it anybody else who likes jordan peele and enjoyed get out go watch us as well so final thoughts it is scary i don't know why people say it's not i do understand it's more of a thriller than a horror movie but that doesn't mean it's not scary sure. so don't have illusions that you won't be scared because you will Mm. but again i completely understand the value of this movie i do get that if you are white it can make you uncomfortable and that is probably a good thing for you to feel i would recommend watching it but if you're like me and you're afraid of everything i would recommend watching it the way i watched the movie it because i had to for research which is watch it in clips and when you know a scary part is coming just fast forward click that 15 second button and just keep going and then continue watching the movie because the movie has a lot of value to it but if you don't enjoy being scared then like that that's probably the way that's mm-hmm. what i would recommend watching. that's awesome i never even thought about that that is i hey I, I i'll put my stamp on that one too <laughs> to echo what everyone else has said yeah i mean i definitely recommend seeing it even if you aren't a horror fan even if you really aren't like a movie person either like i i think it's it's just something that even if you walk away from it and you hated it, 
it's going to give you like something to think about, something to talk about with your friends, something to think about internally. Even if you aren't white, even if you are a minority, like it really forces you as well to kind of like check yourself and and reflect on just like how you yourself interact with like other minorities even and like while also just being just like a really fascinating movie. So definitely recommend. All right, then we are going to jump into plugs. Kaylee, what do you got to plug? Oh, I've got a couple of things. So um, I am currently on two different um, horror movie podcasts. The one I am, I produce it, but occasionally I will um, talk on it. But that is Spooky Time Presents. We pick a different scary movie every week and then we kind of just break down the plot and give you some fun facts and it's very fun. And then um, a new show, which is essentially, which is just recently launched is called Glitter and Gore. And it's um, my friend Cammie and I, and we talk about women in horror, both on the screen, behind the screen. You know, we've got stuff about Deborah Hill, who's, you know, did a bunch of producing for horror movies. We talk about the Soska sisters who are, they write and direct all their stuff and it's amazing. So those are kind of the two big projects right now. And you can find them anywhere where you listen to your podcast. Yeah, pretty much any um, social media platform. You can find me at your girl, K-Jen, K-A-Y-J-E-N, um, literally across the board, including TikTok. <laughs> Hey. Andrew, we've got so many TikTokers on our show um, now. How does seriously? this happen? I, I, um, I think in like 50% of my TikToks, I'm crying. So um, if you're worried about me, check my TikTok and see how I'm doing. Kaylee, are you okay? Do we, should we talk? You know? like, are you good? Long story short, when I feel my emotions, I just feel them like 10 times over. So then I'm like... What is something that you would recommend for in pop culture? Netflix came out with... Um, it's a docuseries. Trial by Media... So it's a, it's true crime stuff, but it is very interesting to see. It's I think it's about five episodes and it goes into how the media played a part in these like trials. It's very interesting and it's very well done. Um, I watched it all in a day and I learned a lot. So I would really recommend it, especially in the times that we're in. Uh, you can find me at Brittany Blue Eyed on Instagram. Still don't have a Twitter. Still haven't quite figured it out. I got close. I started to sign up for one. And then I kind of like stopped when it said add your friends. So um, (laughs) something I would recommend from pop culture. I'm actually going to plug another podcast that I am obsessed with. It is a podcast called You Must Remember This, hosted by Karina Longworth. It is Hmm. a podcast covering the secret and or forgotten stories of Hollywood's first century. And every season, she kind of focuses on something new. Like, she did MGM one season. She did Dead Blondes one season. Right now, she just started a season on Polly Platt, who is a remarkably fascinating woman who is not just known for being a production designer, but she was also a huge, uncredited writer and producer. I highly recommend you guys check out that podcast. It's great. I love it. All right. You can find me on Instagram at Twin on Twitter at Andrew Nuno. We're in the middle of filming a web series. Well, we were in the middle of filming a web series until this pandemic occurred. So we're currently on hiatus from that. But we will keep you guys updated as we try to find when is a good time to get back to creating that. But as far as my plug goes, um, there's... Well, this song really isn't, like, super new, but it's kind of new by David Archuleta. Um, that oh came out... Oh, my God! I know, I know. Look... <laughs> During I this watched pandemic, him on American Idol. During this pandemic, I have gone to so many depths of the internet at this point, and I stumbled upon David Ocholetta's Spotify. Did you? Oh, I was gonna say, did you find him on TikTok? Because that's how I found out about the new album. Oh, a new album. Sorry, yeah, therapy sessions. I got- 
sorry. <laughs> kind of stole I, your we thing. Completely butted into your. No, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I was just so shocked from hearing that. I don't think I've heard that name since I was 14. He has this new album out called Therapy Sessions, and there's one song in particular called "Okay, All Right." That like it's just a bop. Okay, gotcha. And he, if yeah, you find like, him on TikTok, he has a dance for it. It's the oh yes. Okay, well now I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, got, do you I gotta find this. And do you have a TikTok? No, but you can still access TikTok even if you don't have an account yourself. I will tell you, I got TikTok to be cool with like the high schoolers that I work with, so I could find their dances that they're making in class and then call them out that they're making them during class. Oh, you went like undercover on TikTok. I did, and then now I'm making things, and now I'm afraid students are going to find them, and I'll be like, no. They're going to be like, Miss <laughs> Jensen cries a lot. You do high schoolers? Yes. Yeah. You know they would. Oh, yeah. They look for weaknesses. Oh, no, but the thing is, like, I'm really chill until you give me a reason not to be, mm-hmm. and a lot of my students know that. They know that um, as long as they don't push me, they're going to have a good time, but if uh, one, I had one class where, they, where the girl warned the whole class, she said, do not make her mad. She'll be really cool if you don't. The class pushed me, and she, guys, she gets up. She stands up. She goes, I told you guys. It was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, why don't you give us her name, her address, her oh phone number, God. her social security, social security. Number. <laughs> but yeah oh, the song man. they're gonna put me on a list anyway. <laughs> no me too <laughs> going going back to my original original point here the song <laughs> still okay all right by david archuleta wonderful bop really uplifting and positive definitely recommend checking it out if you haven't already okay andrew would you like to i think we're about done so yep. would you like to end the podcast the way you always end our podcast Absolutely, absolutely. So thank you guys for tuning into this episode of the Academy Arguments. We will see you next time. And until then, whenever you find yourself with a reason to pout, step into the world of Jordan Peele and get out. Take care, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for having me. The Academy Arguments was created and produced by Brittany McHugh and Andrew Nuno. It is edited by Brittany McHugh, and the artwork is by Olivia Jensen. If you like what you heard here today, then tell a friend, tell a couple of friends, tell your grandmother if you think that's something she'd be into. Or you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps the show get noticed when you do. If you have any questions, comments, corrections, or suggestions for a movie we should do for an upcoming episode, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Academy Arguments, on Twitter at ACAD Arguments, or at our email, academyarguments at gmail.com. How does her father survive for a second getting the antlers shoved in his throat and then he has time to like process it and walk away before dying? What? That logic makes me think of like when you cut a chicken's head off and they can like still run around for a little bit. Like that's the kind of logic that I associate with it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For how long? <laughs> I don't remember, but it's, it's they can do it for they can do it for at least like at least like ten seconds, like yeah, yeah. That is, and that's called shock. Yep. <laughs> Before you die.